Welcome to PHT in the Morning with your host, Pastor David Miller from the Pentecostal Holiness Tabernacle in Cincinnati, Ohio. Good morning and welcome to another episode of PHT in the Morning with Pastor David Miller. I am Pastor David Miller, so I will be sharing with you today on this, uh, another episode. And uh, we, we hope you're having a great day today. Hope God's blessing you and, and everything's going well to start your, your day. We've been uh, uh, sharing for several episodes now about salvation stories. Now, in these ones that we've chosen, I've tried to think of salvation stories I've been a part of that has been of unusual circumstance, like uh, people that's got saved in their home, people that's repented and got saved in hospital rooms, all sorts of different places where, where they got saved. Of course, most were in churches. Also, we've tried to share to you, with you about uh, the circumstances surrounding uh, their salvation. And what I've chosen to talk to you about today is another unusual uh, way that we saw someone come to know the Lord Jesus. And this particular uh, salvation story I want to share with you today happens on the side of a highway. Actually, it was uh, on the side of Interstate I-65 North. This happened in 1974 when I was uh, just 21 years old. Uh, We were, uh, me and my wife uh, was invited by a great preacher that Many folks, when I say this, that have the same uh, background that I do, will instantly know this man I'm talking about. Others may have heard about him, and those of you that haven't heard about him, I'll just say to you, he was a great man of God and uh, loved by people everywhere. And I'm talking about a man by the name of Reverend Claude Ely, Brother Claude Ely pastored uh, not too many miles from where uh, I went to church. He pastored in northern Kentucky. And uh, uh, several of my family members went to that church at that time. And Brother Ely has since gone on to heaven to meet his reward. But I loved this man. He was not my pastor but I dearly loved and had great confidence in his life. So you could imagine what an honor it was when this pastor called me up. And at that time, I was just a very young evangelist. This was actually the first camp meeting that I attended. You know, I was was raised in a little country church and uh, never really knew much about youth camps or camp meetings uh, at that time. 
But when Brother Ely called me on the phone that day, he said, uh, David, he said, we're getting ready to go uh, to a camp meeting called Allentown Camp Meeting in Mobile, Alabama. And he said, I'm taking several of my preachers. He had uh, some young preachers. Uh, I don't want to just share everybody's names. I could tell you all their names, but. Uh, they're they're great men still to this day, and and my friends, by the way. But he asked me, he said, we would like for you to go if you would like, and if your wife wants to go. Uh, I said, well, I would drive in case I thought I had to come back. And he said, you can follow us, or if you just go by yourself, you go with us, because he was taking all, all male preachers. So I, I talked to my wife, we decided to just follow him down to that camp meeting. So this was a, it was a great honor to get to go to my first camp meeting and to drive and follow this great man uh, of God. Uh, he actually helped, they had a church van and, uh, or I think that's what it was. It was a big van. They all took down. So uh, we left at night and drove to, Mobile, Alabama, and going, and the same way, coming home. So anyway, uh, he actually drove our car uh, for a few hours on that trip. But when we got to that camp meeting, I'm going to tell you about the salvation story in a moment. But when we got to that camp meeting, we got to hear some of the greatest uh, sermons I'd ever heard. Brother Ely himself uh, preached one night, and it was it was a great message. And uh, they had a lot of preaching. Actually, uh, the pastor of that meeting at that time was Brother George Allen. And they had church at 10 o'clock in the morning when they'd have a uh, uh, anywhere from three to four or even five preachers at 10 in the morning. About one o'clock, they would break for dinner. And they'd come back around six or 6.30. Can't remember exactly. And they would have a youth service where they would preach one or two younger preachers. And then at 7.30, they would have their main service with their night speaker or their main speaker. So that particular week, we heard some dynamite preaching. It was just great preaching and great uh, singing. I'll never forget uh, their song leader, how he would come out and uh, lead the singing so powerfully. And it was just a great camp meeting. So we had taken with us one of my wife's family members, uh, another young lady, and she had rode down with us. She wasn't a Christian. So, you know, we was hoping she would she would uh, see her need to become a Christian and get saved. But she never. So on our journey home, like we said, we left coming back at night. We drove, I don't know, maybe a few hours and trying to stay awake at night me and my wife, we was just talking. 
was talking about all the great preaching, talking about uh, who, who preached and what they preached and all the great singing and so on. And we just talked for a couple of hours about it. And in the, in the back seat was my wife's family member. So we noticed back there, we could hear kind of uh, weeping, crying. And my wife looked back and said, called her by name and said, uh, what's wrong? Is something wrong? And she said, I was just thinking about all that preaching too and all the singing too. And my wife said, well, that's, that's good. You enjoyed it? She said, yes. She said, but I, I should have prayed. I should have asked the Lord to come into my heart. I should have repented. And she said, I, I don't want to be lost. I want to be a Christian. So I was telling her, you can get saved right there. And I'm still driving. And I said, you can get saved right while we drive. You know, I can look straight ahead at the road and pray with you if you want to pray. She said, I do want to be saved. But I want to stop where you and, and Diane, that's my wife, can pray with me. So I found a place on the side of the interstate that was a pretty wide spot that I could get off. And right there on I-65 North, Interstate 65 North, I pulled off. And Brother Ely, who was uh, following behind me, pulled off behind me. He walked up to the car and said, are you having car problems or what's wrong? Are you sleepy? You need to change drivers? I said, no. I said, this young lady back here, which Brother Ely knew her too. And I said, she uh, was talking about all the great services and she's uh, under conviction. And, uh, you know, that's what the Bible said. Godly sorrow worketh repentance. And when conviction comes, we're convicted of our sins. It should bring godly sorrow. And that would work repentance. And then we repent and not only have a change of mind, but a change of heart. And this is what was taking place. And he, he looked at her and called her name and said, uh, do you, would you like for us to pray with you? You want to be saved? She said, yes. So we was going to pray for her right there in the car. And she said, I, I, I want to step out of here. And like we said, it, it was safe. And there was a, a, pretty, a pretty big spot there where we pulled off. So we stepped even further from the road. And myself, my wife, Brother Ely, and this young lady, and we stood there. And she wept and she cried and she prayed. And Brother Ely just took her by the hand and was praying with her. And I watched as that young lady repented and prayed and asked Jesus Christ to come into her heart and, and help her to become a born-again child of God. And I watched that take place on the side of the highway that day. So, you know, I've been sharing with you many stories and telling you that, uh, yes, church is the best place to get saved, naturally, but you can get saved and become a Christian anywhere. 
It doesn't matter. In this case, this was on the side of the highway where this young lady realized, I am not ready to meet God and I want to get ready. So you can get saved anywhere you are. And, you know, naturally, as we went to that camp meeting, we was hoping this young lady would want to pray. I never tried to force her to pray. I never tried to tell her scary things to get her to pray because I feel like a person, if they're really going to become born again Christian, they've got to do that themselves. You can't make them, force them, or anything else. You offer the gospel to them, but they must accept it. It's kind of like the scripture said, where the Bible said, Behold, I stand at the door and knock. If any man open, I will come in. So, like I've heard preachers say for years, the Lord is truly standing and knocking at your heart's door. But that doorknob's on your side. You have to open the door. Now, of course, the Bible don't say about a door handle, but he did say, I stand at the door and knock if any man opens. So you have to open the door of your heart when Jesus knocks on your heart. And that young lady did. But I was thinking, surely it would happen during one of those uh, church services when one of those great sermons was preached or one of those anointed songs was sung, I thought they would happen then. It never, but like the Bible said, his word never returns to him void. All of that preaching and singing that she listened to all week long from Tuesday through Thursday night, it stayed with her. And the more she thought about it, the more she realized how much that she needed Jesus to come into her life. So thank God for his word. Thank God for salvation. I am so glad that that young lady, even though she waited through the entire camp meeting and was on her journey home, I'm so glad that she never let that night pass until she asked the Lord to come into her heart and to save her. So I'm asking you today, do you know the Lord Jesus? Have you asked him to come into your heart? You may say, yes, Pastor Miller, I know Jesus. I'm not asking you, do you know about him? I'm not asking you that. I'm asking him, do you, asking you, do you know him as the Lord of your life? Do you know him as your personal Savior? Do you know Jesus today as your Lord and Savior? If not, make a wise choice. And today, as soon as you have opportunity, if you are where you are now and you're in a safe place, you need to ask the Lord to come into your heart And you need to become a born-again child of God. It'll be the greatest thing you've ever done in your life. And if you're driving, drive down till you can find a safe place. Pull off. Go somewhere where you can be safe and ask the Lord to save you. He will save you.
So what a night that was when a young lady got saved on the side of a highway. I'll tell you what, that was a great, that was a great uh, event that me and my wife got to experience with that young lady becoming saved. I hope that this episode has been a great blessing to you. I hope all of our episodes have been blessing to a blessing to you. That's what we're here for. And this has been an unusual salvation story, but a salvation story nonetheless. I pray that you that God goes with you today. I hope that all of your day today is fantastic. And I'm praying that God blesses each and every one that listens to these uh, episodes on this particular podcast. I'm praying for you because I say, Father, every single one that hears this podcast, I pray you anoint their ears that they may listen and receive from you. And that's my prayer today and on every episode. So God go with you today and have a great rest of your day. And we're praying for you in Jesus name. God bless. Thank you.